Spaceman, Gary Bell, on Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM640. You think I'm out there? What about this guy they call Bill Gates? And the Microsoft Corporation. You're going to hear some stuff about Microsoft Corporation in the next few minutes that's just going to absolutely, inequivocably, prove to you, once and for all, this Microsoft domination has got evil intent behind it. Not only just the evil intent, but it is bound and determined to be part of the New World Order that is going to enslave us all. And right now they can read every single message that you get, every single message that you print, every single site that you visit. They have your number. Just about every machine in the world has got the Microsoft system software installed. And if they don't, they run applications from Microsoft. But very few people know the true story behind the rise of Microsoft. And even fewer suspect the terrible cosmic secrets that are concealed inside the facade of this gargantuan software company. In the object linking and embedding 2.0 programmers reference, there's this very serious term. It's on page 78, second paragraph, starts with a sentence. In the aggregation model, this internal communication is achieved through coordination with a special instance of linking interface known as the controlling unknown of the aggregate. Did you catch that? The words controlling unknown? I think it's a very interesting choice of words. It's a view from space on Mojo Radio. I'm coming right back with the incredible truth of Microsoft, my doom virus, and a possible attack on Groundhog Day that could be a day of infamy far worse than 9-11. Talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640, The Spaceman. The opinions... Weeknights at 7 on Talk Radio for Guys, the home of the leaks. Mojo Radio, AM 640. We have left this is the Space with the Space Man, Gary Bell on Talk Radio for Guys. Wait a minute, Mojo Radio? I don't know. Did we get the Starship? I'm a guy they call Space. Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, 
AM 640. This is my doom virus. Interesting choice of words to describe that to my doom. I just told you about a small little paragraph in a programmer's reference manual that speaks about a controlling unknown. And it is not the most intuitively obvious term for what it's describing, which is a database used for implementing an object-oriented data exchange embedding system. But this choice of words, controlling unknown, is the words unknown superiors used by a lot of occult societies. And that includes the strict observant Masonic Lodge whose members are known as the Illuminati. A connection with Adam Weitop's order. Unknown superiors are the words that refers to non-corporeal or superhuman agencies in command of secret societies or mystery cults. I'm talking about demons that are known as the inner head of an order or an organization as opposed to the outer head who is human. You get it? Unknown superior, the inner head, the outer head, the human. Organizations that claimed or were claimed to be commanded by unknown superiors include Ordo Templi, Orietis, of Aleister Crowley, the head warlock of Europe when he was alive, and the Knights Templar, whose inner head was a being that is etched in your head right now, Baphomet. He is, his image of his face is in your mind. It's been put in there. Because that was the face that was airbrushed into the smoke of one of the World Trade Center towers after it was hit. Do you recall the picture? Of course you do. It's etched on everyone's mind in this mind-controlling system that we are in. Baphomet. Besides words controlling unknown, another hint at the secrets behind Microsoft is the fact that Microsoft Windows has a unit of five window device contacts. Five is, a, is an odd number for that kind of an application. It's neither a power of two nor one less than a power of two. Adam Weishaupt's Discovery of the Law of Fives and the Necronomicon, which is a sorcerer's spellbook, is an obvious connection to that. Very few people for sure know how many buildings there are even in the Microsoft campus in Redmond, Washington. No maps of the entire facility are even known to exist.
Some Microsoft employees put the estimate of the buildings at six. They don't even know how many buildings there are. Some even say just three buildings in the Microsoft campus headquarters in Redmond, Washington. And an Australian newspaper were quoted as claiming that there were actually 22 buildings. And that part is partly true. But there's another building that's hidden from the public and even from Microsoft employees. The 23rd building. Or as it's called on the campus, Building 7. It's a pentagram shape. Its exact location is known only to a very few people. Bill Gates is one. I believe. This building is only accessible, they say, somewhere inside the Microsoft campus by a secret passage. Figures, doesn't it? A back door that no one knows about. That back door is already on your computer and my computer. It's buried in the Internet Explorer. These my dooms and blasters are smokescreens covers when all the while they're fiddling with our lives in the Internet Explorer. That's why you have to keep going to them to get the patches to fix up blaster so big and now my doom. They can do what they want, when they want, at will. And are they going to will it in the next 48 hours? This is their first High Witches Sabbat holiday. You call it Groundhog Day. It's in fact a pagan ritual worship two-day holiday that requires human blood sacrifice. Back to the Secret Passage building. On the Redmond, Washington, Microsoft campus. What's inside this five-sided building isn't known. But it is believed that the contents are supernatural. You laugh. You think, I'm out there. There was a similar five-sided building in Nazi Germany. And this Pentagon building was carefully kept hidden from the public. And one school of thought is that building number 22 or number 7 at the Microsoft campus is inhabited by or used to communicate with the inner head or the controlling unknown. Only those few that they're at the very tip 
of this secret society know the identity of the outer head? I believe it's Bill Gates. I believe he's a high initiate of the conspiracy and not just a figurehead whose purpose is to divert attention. I believe it is actually Bill Gates as the outer head. A benign, kind of bland guy, isn't he? The man is being knighted very shortly. And the queen doesn't lay a sword on someone's shoulders just because they made a few bucks. They have put this man at the top of the world's wealthiest man list. And he gets his knighthood for services to global enterprise. The recommended recommendation that he received that honor was made by the Chancellor Gordon Brown. Buckingham Palace announced it when Bill Gates spoke at a conference on advancing enterprise organized by Chancellor Gordon Brown. This guy's worth an estimated $40 billion. Microsoft is described as an evil empire. Other Americans, by the way, to receive the KBE include George Bush, George Walker Bush, Rudy Giuliani, who covered up all of the evidence of the 9-11 terrorist attack and made sure that all of that steel was shipped out of the country in a quick hurry. Steven Spielberg, the guy that's bringing you the Mars pictures right now from Flagstaff, Arizona, has also gotten the honor. And Alan Greenspan, the Federal Reserve Bank chairman, who has been manipulating the American economy and deep-sixing it for a few years now. By the way, Greenspan was uh, another speaker at that particular conference. By the way, this event got Tony Blair a little upset and his close circle of friends. They knew nothing about it until just a couple of weeks ago. People that attended this conference were guys like Mervyn King, the governor of the Bank of England, Jean-Claude Trichet, president of the European Central Bank, Sir Terry Leahy, chief executive of Tesco, and Lord Brown, the chief executive of British Petroleum. Bill Gates is going to be a knight. Sir Bill Gates. I believe he's the outer head. Okay, to, to really understand this history of Microsoft and however much of it can be understood by humans and this demon worship, you've got to have some knowledge of the history and origins of the Illuminati. Little's known, but... What is can definitely be traced back to uh, 1776. Walpurgis Night, 1776, April 30th. Walpurgis Night, a pagan ritual of building bonfires to drive away demons. 
is what Walpurgis Night is, celebrated by the pagans April 30th, every year. And in this particular April 30th, 1776, yes, the same exact year that America became the great Masonic experiment. Five men met in a cavern deep beneath Ingolstadt, Bavaria, proclaimed the foundation of the ancient illuminated seers of Bavaria using the name Adam Weishaupt, which means, by the way, the first man to know the superiors. Adam meaning the first, Weishaupt meaning to know the superiors. Illuminati officially disbanded 1785. They didn't disappear. Throughout the past 200 years, they've been observing the world carefully and occasionally intervening. Want to know when? Sarajevo, 1914, to start WW1. The Bolshevik Re Revolution in St. Petersburg, 1917. Manhattan, the stock crash of 29. Dallas, 63. JFK's assassination. And 9-11. Just to name a few times they've popped up. Their contacts with the unknown superiors continue in constructed buildings originally in Germany, also now in Washington, Redmond, Microsoft Campus Headquarters. There was a book claiming to, to be a, a fantasy novel. And this book was mostly fiction, I think. But it hinted at the secrets of the Illuminati. Nobody knows whether the authors were renegade Illuminati or whether this information was acquired from information within the organization. The book was called Illuminatus. And immediately the Illuminati convened at an emergency meeting in Sesme, Turkey, where they discussed a plan to restructure the organization and to move the Pentagon of initiation to a new location. They decided on a small computer company in one of the smaller cities of the United States as a front. You know what's going to come out of a spaceman's mouth next, don't you? On talk radio. For guys, Mojo Radio, AM640. Yes, that small company's name was Microsoft. Back with more in a moment. The Spaceman on Abuse in Space. It's Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM640. But it's in, a, it's in a good way. The Spaceman. Gary Bell on Talk Radio for Guys. Mojo Radio, AM640. Space on Mojo. Talk Radio for Guys, AM640. Microsoft, the evil empire, giving us another shot of their smokescreen to cover up the real truth. What is that real truth, you ask? There is really no reason for them to unleash these viruses that you're getting on your computer. 
They've already got a backdoor to every single machine that has been sold since its inception. It's buried inside your Internet Explorer. There's a backdoor that can look into your computer at any moment, any time. I have trouble with my computer at home. I call up the maintenance guy, and the maintenance guy says, Well, it, it shows right now that you're online. They don't even ask for my telephone number anymore or my postal code. They know exactly who I am. If they have that, if my Internet service provider has that, imagine what Microsoft, the company, has. They can look inside your box anytime they want. And not only that, but these viruses that they send out are smoke screens to cover up the real backdoor that they've got buried in your Internet Explorer. Because if everyone knew that it was in their Internet Explorer, everyone would junk their Microsoft plat operating system platform. They'd just get rid of it. So they have to send out these viruses, and then you have to go get the patch from them. And then everything is cool again. You're telling me a company the size of Microsoft can't stop viruses? And when they do, they put a rewards for... Two, well, the, Microsoft has just put a reward out, $250,000, for those responsible for creating my doom. What some are calling the largest virus to date. All it does is slow down business, but they're doing it from your Internet Explorer, not from my doom viruses or Blaster. And that's how they can continually keep the secret, because they say, okay, my doom has been patched. It's over. And this particular one begins February 1st, right now, today, and goes till the 12th. How many days are there between February 1st and the 12th? There are 11 the, day, the, the number of judgment and destruction. Eleven days they have to operate. An email. Dear Space, I'm a bit worried about my latest MyDoom Internet virus. The first blaster virus hit on August 11th through the 13th, which was shortly before the big power blackout. You're exactly right, Mike. It was one day before. August 11th to the 13th, we had Blaster, or they said we had Blaster. Then the power blackout hit on August the 14th at 4.11. I know exactly what time it was. I was just going into my first commercial stop set on the Mike Stafford Show on Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640, and our first stop set is at 11, or was then. Mike goes on. There's some speculation at the time that the virus was released to gain access to the power utility. My intuition is there's something big coming up. I wonder if this virus thing could be part of it. I remember the moment I clicked on the attachment to the incomplete message. I regretted it, but by then it was too late. I may have sent out a few infected emails to my friends or business I deal with over the Internet. 
I apologize. I ran my virus scan. It spotted the culprit right away and dealt with it, I think. I wonder who's behind these things, he says. This is the first one that suckered me in a long time, he said. In the last 18 hours, I got a ton of suspicious emails here at home and also at the office. And much more of it seems that the blaster virus, which first surfaced last August, a couple of days before the big blackout, there's something about this one, my doom, that is giving me the creeps. First, it's too big. And second, what is the back door on the computer for? And how can I be sure that after cleaning the infected file, that any command it sent out to open a secret portal is now inoperative? Anyone know? Signed, Mike. i got to tell you, Mike, the viruses going around are a smokescreen. One more time, I will say it. The evil empire of Microsoft has it cleverly, secretly, and are laughing at you. It's buried in your Internet Explorer. They get in when they want to. My doom virus. Activating February 1st today. It will use any affected computer to attack a specific website. We're talking about, yes, folks, We're talking about the denial of service attack. That's what we're talking about here. Could it be they're going to hit all the cell phones? Could it be they're going to cripple airports? Could it be this denial of service is going to close down banks? Could it be the power blackout one more time? What do they have up their sleeves? Check this out. Groundhog Day, February 2. When I, I, I've done the show on it already. Uh, an attack could be imminent. Didn't say it was going to happen. Said it might happen. The numbers are there. Groundhog Day, February 2. 33rd day in the year. And even better, since this time around it's a leap year of 366 days... You know how many days there will be left in the year after February 2? 333. Magnifying the three as high as you can go. And... If that's not enough, we are also now in the zodiacal sign of Aquarius until February 19th. And what supposedly is spirit and opportunity looking for in Mars? Water. Aquarius. Water. And they say they have discovered water or what constitutes water on Mars. The hematite. They found it. Yeah. JPL is jumping up and down. Yes. Yes. And hugging everybody. God, we've seen it over and over. Quit hugging down there. Shut up already. Just do your job and spill the beans. Yeah, there was life on Mars. Yeah, it's related to some of the Illuminati down here on Earth. 
and they're half men and half gods, and we're their slaves. Why don't you just say it? Why don't you just admit it? So clever, these guys, huh? So clever is Microsoft. Hey, one more thing about Microsoft before I get off this and, and get on some of the other sides that a possible terrorist, <laughs> terrorist, a possible Illuminati attack is imminent in the next 48 hours, possibly up to the 12th of February. I just want to let you know that Bill Gates is code much like Adam Weishaupt is. Yeah. Apart from being the name of a magician in an Aleister Crowley novel called Moonchild, Gates is a reference to the unknown superior and gateway between ordinary reality and the invisible world. Oh, and how about this? IBM doesn't stand for International Business Machines. It stands for Jacobus Burgundus Morancis, or Jack de Molay, the last overt grandmaster of the Knights of the Templar, whose name was borrowed by the Bavarian Illuminati. Oh, and don't forget the Microsoft Network Administration tool called Hermes, after the god of alchemy. And that a line in Umberto Eco's novel, Foucault's Pendulum, reads quite clearly, Microsoft Hermes. You know they used to have the swastika in their logo, in their Windows logo, in the early ones, in Windows 95 and 98? Hey, there's a back door on your computer. It's called your Internet Explorer. My doom blaster, so big. Smoke screens. You and I are living in a world of reality, of unreality. It's like a virtual world they've built for us. They lie about your economy. They lie about your politicians. They lie about their wars. They lie about their movies. They lie, lie, lie. None of it's true. It's all an illusion. None of it's real. It's like Bill Murray in the damn movie Groundhog Day. He's a virtual person. Get it? And that's coming up. Only it's not Groundhog Day to them. All right. I got one hour left with you. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the proof. I'm going to lay it out for you. All of the signs that say there is an attack imminent. And I'm not saying there is one, alright? I'm saying that all of the evidence is there. And it's pretty convincing. Yes, Spaceman. On Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640, The View from Space. The 
opinions and advice offered on this show may not be right for everyone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Mojo Radio. Hey, we found the beginning of life on Mars. All right. Yeah, hug everybody. Clap. We'll show the world. So they're doing a JPL, a talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640. I'm the spaceman. It's a view from space. I want to read a quick email here uh, from Rick. Hey, Gary, just, uh, just caught your show now. Not sure if you're referring to a nuclear attack on New York City that was reported in the Italian newspaper. Here's the link. It's due to a dirty bomb. Have fun with this one. Awesome show. Cheers, Rick. Hey, Rick, I've had that show on two weeks ago. This is also the show, A View from Space, talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, that predicted correctly the landing of spirit and opportunity and gave you the background behind that. By the way, on opportunity, you know how much it was out on its landing and predicting the landing? 0.4 seconds. And, and you may say, well, hey, it was supposed to land. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds NASA itself admits don't get to its destination when they shoot to Mars. Because you can't get past the Van Allen belt to begin with. We can get up to about 800 to 1,000 miles above the Earth's surface, and that's it. Okay. i got a one-year-and-a-one-day theory. I've got the Threat Matrix television show that's been given out. I've got flights to the U.S. that's been canceled. I've got three sciences in Illuminati numerology, astrology, and sacred geometry that all have to have an occult signature laid into the event. And I believe there's an event imminent, possibly coming out. I didn't say there was one. I said there may be one. I want to right now, I want to run all the commercials that are on the rest of this hour. I have one hour left. Let's run all the commercials. Will you sit through all of the commercials? That's what I want you to do. I want you to sit through every single commercial. I don't know how many there are. And at the end of the commercials, I'm going to come back after the cluster, and then we're going to do the whole show uninterrupted. Will you do that with me? Will you stay after I run all of my hours commercials and come back? I knew you would. Talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640. Spaceman promised to be back with some incredible, enlightening information. Information is power. Power is knowledge. Knowledge and power puts you on top. Man, Mojo Radio, Talk Radio for Guys, AM 640. And guess what? For the next 45 minutes, 47 minutes, no interruption. Just you and me against the world. Jonathan writes, Hey, Gary. I'm not too sure, but when you were discussing how Gordon Brown arranged for Bill Gates' conference and subsequent knighthood, I sort of got the impression that Tony Blair might not be in the loop. He does seem to be much more of a pawn and not in control much. Gordon Brown scares me. I don't like him a lot. 
I don't trust him in the slightest. Although I was born and raised in Toronto, I live in London, the UK now, and I'm fascinated at what is going on. Jonathan. Yeah, you're surprised they listen on MojoRadio.com in London, England? I'm not. Not one bit. Fred writes, Hey, Space, here's some good news. I avoid Bill Gates' back doors. My computer's Microsoft-free. Not only do I use a Macintosh, I killed Internet Explorer, the various iterations of his email program, Outlook, and Windows Media Player. I cannot listen to you on any other radio station on the Mojo Network in Winnipeg or Vancouver because your network killed its real player support, making Windows Media Player the only audio program it runs. Since I will not load a Microsoft product on my computer, it's deaf to you. Is Mojo part of the conspiracy? And your email address is a bitch to find on Mojo's site. It's buried among a bunch of photos on the back page. If you believe what you preach, Space, you should dump your Windows box and go to a Mac or what the drive and load Linux. Sincerely, Fred. I'd love to, man. You know how I'm just a small cog in a huge machine at Chorus Entertainment. They just let my mouth loose for a few minutes after a hockey game on Saturday nights. I got one line open. Haven't taken a call yet. It's 416-870-6400, star 640. i got to take this. is fascinating. Brian, go ahead. Groundhog Day numerology. I'd love to hear this one. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, thanks. Um, I was uh, watching CNN. Uh, I was out of town, and uh, I watched for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I listened to a show about 30, uh, and you talked about the number 33. Yeah. For about an hour and a half, uh, I'll just read some of them. I kind of wrote them down fast, so bear with me. Sure. Uh, one was shark attacks have decreased 30% over the past three years. Yeah. There's a 33. Yeah, CNN plays this number game all the time. Go ahead. I want to hear more. Uh, third year since 9-11, uh, 30th terrorist attack has been diverted. Uh, there's another one. Uh, Three-week system prevented 30 attacks. Um, and again, with the... The 11 and the 9, yeah. 2,900 people hospitalized by flu, 2, 9, and 11. 9, 11, yeah. 11,000 troops uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, homeless man, uh, it says, eight months in jail, released after accused of assaulting three girls, 8 and 11. Mm-hmm. Hershey says profits rose 11%. Yeah. Um, uh, 2.25 billion to be paid for something, 2259. Uh, rates are at a 45-year low, 459. It's, it's just amazing. Hey, Brian, I'm not sure. Do you know the reason why they're doing that and putting those numbers out there? Like you just copied a few of them down. How long were you watching CNN for? About an hour and a half. To get those numbers. That wasn't wasn't long at all, and you got a whole long list of them. Yeah. Do you realize why that's done? Uh, just to get us used to those numbers. And I not think- really, no. It's not, sir. Numbers are very important to the Illuminati. They believe the right combination of numbers possess inherent power. They even further believe that any significant effort 
in an event has to be created and executed by the right set of numbers, dates, and circumstances, or the plan may fail. Get it? Yeah. Now do you understand? I understand. This attention to detail then creates an observable occult signature, which you've just talked about, mm -hmm. which can easily be identified if you know what to look for. Exactly. Occultists will determine everything they do based on three sciences or methods. You know them? No. Numerology, astrology, and sacred geometry. Calendar dates are added to this numeric-based significance, too. Celestial alignments are, too. And geometric locations and dimensions are calculated. And, 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 and once all of the elements combine precisely, is the plan deemed to be a, a potential success. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking the 30 and the 3 is, is uh, maybe February 2nd, as you said, it's the 33rd day. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a warm-up, just kind of letting you know that things are going to break loose. 33, by the way, is the highest uh, that you can achieve in the Illuminati uh, order. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why 3-3 three, three is, is large. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christ, by the way, was aged 33. And that's why they Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I just want to say, space. I want to. I want to thank you for the info. Uh, you helped me understand and prepare myself for, you know, the dark force, their next or final attack. And uh, and you know, I just want to, you know, talk to the people out there to, to be told. You know, it's good for you to tell them. Um, you know, and and you know what? It's it's like in the days of Noah when I try and tell anybody this to tell me I'm crazy. You know, you, you can't. And and we got We can't beat these people with violence. We have to send a positive energy out there with our thoughts. We've got to send the love out into the universe, and more people have to do that. And that's the only way we're going to beat them. And, and, to, and to know every, you know, every thought is a prayer, so every thought that you send out there, it's got to be a positive one. Um, Thank you so much, Brian, for that call. Okay, thanks. One year ago today is an example of this catastrophic event I just talked about. You know what it was? One year ago today, 9 a.m., this morning, later on, Houston loses contact with Columbia. You're watching the Super Bowl later today. You're going to see a huge outpouring of emotion for the astronauts of Columbia. They will do a salute at this year's Super Bowl later today. And where is that Super Bowl being played? The very city that lost communication with Columbia at 9 a.m. February 1st, 2003, Houston, Texas. And here's that occult signature that combines the three sciences, numerology, astrology, the sacred geometry, with a space shuttle, Columbia, disintegration. By the way, Chinese New Year. Yeah, lunar calendar. Numerology. Columbia was 22 years old, double 11, the number of judgment destruction. Columbia was planned to touch down at runway 33, the Kennedy Space Center. Triple. E11, the highest possible magnification of the number 
11, meaning judgment and destruction. Okay, that's the numerology. Now the astrology. February 1st, 03. A new moon, the darkest night of the month. February 1st on the satanic calendar is in bulk the first of eight annual satanic sabbats, each of which requires innocent human sacrifice. Okay, that's numerology, astrology. Now what about the sacred geometry and their Columbia disintegration? Sacred geometry, the breakup occurred over Dallas, Texas, which lies on the 33rd degree parallel. So does Baghdad, by the way. And Palestine, Texas, was also mentioned in the news reports because of one Israeli astronaut aboard. Please understand, I'm not into predicting events, nor trying to spread unnecessary fear. I'm telling you what I conceive or perceive, sorry, as the truth. I am absolutely convinced that the numbers are there. Not that there will be an attack on February 2nd. No. But it's easy to find patterns after an event, isn't it? And it's not necessarily correct to really apply these patterns to predict future events, but I am convinced that all the elements I've mentioned, numerology, astrology, sacred geometry, are in place for an event that could result, could result, in significant loss of life. The fact is, February 1st and 2nd is an important day in the occult calendar. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. The stage does seem set. You see, Anybody wishing to become a member? There are no commercials, by the way, on Mojo Radio, Talk Radio for Guys, AM640, here with a view from space. We've played them all. Yeah, we just played them all. But you heard every single one, didn't you? And no sponsor was harmed in the exercise. Now we have some time to spend together. Now, anybody wanting to become a member of a satanic organization has to go through a waiting period. Did you know that? Oh, yes, you do. One year and one day. So, if somebody wishes to join a satanic church on September 10th, say, of 2000, they cannot be formally considered a member until September 11th of 2001. And that is exactly, precisely what happened on 9-11. The terrorist attack of 9-11 occurred exactly one year one day after the closure of what's called the State of the World Forum, which was the final stage of putting in place the Antichrist program, the New Jerusalem Covenant. By the way, guess where the meeting was held? New York City. One year, one day later, that conference location was baptized with fire by two airline crashes into two of the tallest buildings on Earth, the two Babel Towers of Earth. So the Satanic Conference 
holds true to form. The events that transpired one year and one day later on 9-11 would be the confirming proof that the evil pact was accepted by Satan into his program of inserting himself directly and physically into the human race. And it seems that Satan has begun turning the wheels of the actual Antichrist program where he will appear physically in bodily form to take control of this entire planet. So, what does all this have to do with February 2nd, 2004, tomorrow? Well, February 1st of 2003, the Columbia broke out. Mysteriously. Apart, broke apart on final entry into Earth's atmosphere in the skies above the deserts of southwestern United States. See, Columbia is the name of the mythical goddess America. It was actually a pseudonym for the goddess Ishtar of Babylon. The destruction of Columbia, by its very name being the symbol symbolic embodiment of the United States is a subtle yet very real occult indicator that America's days as an independent nation are gone forever. In an occult sense, the destruction of Columbia was like a satanic ritual sacrifice. It was! And it can be taken as a foreshadowing of the real, final, complete destruction of the United States power. At least this is how the occult theoretical doctrine is apparently supposed to be understood. Now, if this symbology is valid, and nobody knows for sure. But if this theory is correct, and if we are in the process of the completion of the one-year and one-day ritual, then what would follow logically would be the destruction of the United States power, or at least significant loss of power on the one-year, one-rule, one-day rule. And the day I'm talking about, the day I'm concerned with, is February 2nd, 2004. It's one year and one day after the Shuttle Columbia tragedy, the sacrificial offering. Talk radio for guys. Mojo Radio. AM 640. It's the Spaceman.
I can take a call. Sydney, you're on with space. Go ahead. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about the uh, back door that's uh, making the rounds. This is the history of the Promise the software, and that's the back door that's spying on everybody. In the first place, it was invented by Bill Hamilton, and he was known as Inslaw. And he rented it to the Department of Justice, but they wanted to own it. He didn't want them to own it. So he sued them, and he won $6.1 million, but then the D.C. court overturned the decision, and he lost what he had invented, which was Promise Software. Then the Department of Justice gave Promise to the CIA. Then a CIA agent by the name of Reconis Cuto put a trap door in the Promise so that they could eavesdrop on all the other nation clients, about 88 of them. Now, he confessed that he did this. He got 30 years for narcotics, a phony narcotics thing, and he is now in jail, I guess, still in jail. After that, this Earl Bryan, who was owner of UPI, takes promise. Once it's got the back door, he takes promise to Israel in 1987. Then the British publisher, Robert Maxwell, starts distributing promise on behalf of the Mossad. He's dead now, course, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Maxwell very, died in a yeah, uh, very suspiciously. Very suspiciously. So the real back door that's been making the rounds ever since the CIA put the trap door in it. Every nation in the world has all their informations going out through that back door. And, of course, as I said, Earl O'Brien, who owned UPI, takes promise. In 1987, he demonstrated it in Israel. You're talking U- he, UPI. You're not a press international, yes, correct? Yes. Everybody reads them every day. Go ahead. That's right. After pirating promise, he took it to Israel. And then the Robert Maxwell, the publisher, started distributing promise on behalf of the Mossad. So that big back door is going all over the world. And that guy that invented Promise, when it didn't have a back door, he lost it. He lost out. The decision was overturned. And the Department of Justice, who wanted to have that Promise all along, he said, no, I'll lease it to you, but it's mine. I don't mind if you use it. You pay rent. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to own it. And uh, by means, not not very uh, straight means, they got it from him. So now, then it had the back door put in it by the CIA. And, of course, the CIA and the Mossad worked together. Everybody knows that. And then it was taken over to Israel. So that's the back door. Everything we do goes in that back door. I'm not a lot every, every nation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know uh, even who the Mossad is, uh, Sydney. And uh, I just wanted to say that's the uh, Israeli equivalent to the CIA. Absolutely. And uh, are indeed Illuminati. It's nothing to do with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much so for that's calling. The history that's, so, on that. that's, that's so interesting it would bring up the uh, the uh, Promise software. Yeah, that's your back door. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, something happened on February 2, tomorrow. Not Sunday, Monday. I just don't know for sure. But I can say that before Ramadan ended, there was a lot of Al-Qaeda chatter, they said, that the big attack would take place before February 2, or the next Muslim holy day, because they're going to have to tie it in with the Muslims, because that's who they're going to blame it on. 
do you know? Mojo Radio. Talk Radio for Guys. AM 640. A View from Space. The TV execs met to discuss coverage of the next attack in the United States. Yeah. A summit meeting of TV anchormen and their bosses with Homeland Security Secretary Tom Ridge. And they discussed how they were going to cover the next terrorist attack in America. Who was present? ABC, CBS, CNN, CNB, or NBC, and Fox. Stephen Brill had a summit meeting. Had all the bosses over for dinner at his Fifth Avenue apartment last Tuesday night. Along with Tom Ridge. Will's got this book out called After. It details the response to 9-11. Spearheads the American prepared campaign to educate the public. Or brainwash them, really. So the article fell into my hands. Joining Brill, his wife, Cynthia, and two other kids for dinner were Fox Channel boss Roger Ailes, ABC newsman David Wesson, CBS News chief Andrew Hayward, and the guy I affectionately like to call the priest, CNN's anchor Aaron Brown. He's so soothing at night and so friendly. And so conniving. Plus, Peter Jennings was there and Tom Brokaw. Sure. All the big ones were there. Check this out. More evidence. Arabic Daily. Al-Qaeda preparing big operation to coincide with Eid al-Adha. The Feast of the Sacrifice. February 2nd is the Feast of the Sacrifice, by the way. The new Bin Laden tape will explain the details. Eid al-Adha is one of the two major Muslim holidays and it's celebrated on the 10th day of the Islamic month, Dual Hajj, the last month of the Islamic calendar. Millions of Muslims from around the world make an annual pilgrimage to Mecca. How about that? That's in Saudi Arabia. Check the money that's coming there, that tourist place. Because everybody at least once in their life has to go to Mecca. And the Fods, King Fods just sitting raking in the cash. As well as all the oil he's sitting on with his British American buddies. Information coordinator for the Sahab Institute, which is associated with Al-Qaeda, they say said that, a, a, when I say Al-Qaeda, I mean Illuminati, okay? Said that a new videotape of Bin Laden will be circulated shortly before the holiday. He added in an interview with the internet site, which is Arabic for the news, Al-Anba, that the videotape will surface in conjunction with a great event that will shake the region. He refused to confirm or deny that he had a pre-taped video of Bin Laden. But he said that when the event occurs, it will be broadcast on Al Jazeera. Oh, we know it will be. That's where the BBC gets all their Bin Laden hits from. Spin that one more time, boys. Here's some more. Threat Matrix. Ever watch that television show? 
It's conditioning people to be ready for a dirty bomb. Atomic attack on a large metropolitan city. For the past couple of years, this show has been steadily conditioning you to believe that Al-Qaeda is likely to attempt to destroy America with a nuclear device. I've already had this show on Mojo Radio. Talk radio for guys AM640. A couple weeks ago, I think. It's a view from space on space. Anyway, Al-Qaeda threatens uh, to set off a dirty bomb in New York City. February 2nd. And I was shocked to learn that this television series, Threat Matrix, aired a program last Thursday night, January 29th, in which this type of plot is presented as the exact scenario. On the official Threat Matrix site, they say this. Next episode, Thursday, January 29th, extremist makeover. In order to avert a deadly radioactive blast, the Threat Matrix team has to work with an unsure suspect to identify terrorists who, after plastic surgery, now have new faces. If you're not familiar with this program, by the way, here's another segment of the show's official website that blatantly shows conditioning for United States Homeland Security. And I quote, right off the site, Threat Matrix is a one-hour drama about a highly specialized elite tax force, task force created to respond to the Threat Matrix report, a document that is presented to the President every morning, identifying the current greatest threats to U.S. security. The team's mission is to keep the country safe from international and domestic threats, using their combined expertise, cutting-edge technology, to help them fight the many faces of terror and enemies determined to destroy our way of life, taking audiences behind the headlines and into the world of homeland security. Threat Matrix dramatizes what we are doing in the world of homeland security while we are doing it and whether or not it is working. You know, the last season's series of 24 revolved entirely around a thermonuclear device that was planned for a big city. And at the last moment, the heroes of the series fly the atomic device out of the desert, out into the desert where they blow it up relatively harmlessly. Americans are definitely being conditioned to a coming nuclear attack on one or more of their cities, either using a dirty bomb, radio, or radiological device, or an actual nuclear bomb. I'm sorry if I'm a little slow getting to your calls tonight on Mojo because a little shortened show tonight, but a lot to get to you. I've already played all the commercials for the entire hour. And I'm sure each and every single person listening sat through them. I'm sure not one person tuned out because it was worth the minutes. Not only to hear the messages, but worth the minutes to hear. Some truth. Someone coming out and 
saying what you're thinking. We're living in a virtual world. They're lying every chance they get to you. Conditioning you? Americans are being politically conditioned even for the most deadly part of the plan, and that is, as General Tommy Franks prophetically conditioned them not too long ago, when he said, if the United States is hit with a weapon of mass destruction that inflicts large casualties, the Constitution will likely be discarded in favor of a military form of government. We're talking martial law. Battening down the hatches. Kicking the draft in. And I think the conditioning process is picking up speed and intensity. They got Super Bowl Sunday coming up here, you know. They're not going to lift the terrorist alert to orange like they did at Christmas time. And yet British Airways and Air France yesterday, Saturday, announced cancellation of seven flights to and from the States because of security concerns. BA canceled four flights between Heathrow and Washington on Sunday and Monday, the two days coming up here, and one from Heathrow to Miami on Sunday. Air France canceled two Paris to Washington flights. And this and th this is crazy. This BA flight 223 to Washington's Dulles Airport is not going to fly on Sunday today or tomorrow, Monday. It was to have taken off Saturday afternoon, but it didn't. And flight triple two from Washington Dulles to London also was canceled for today and tomorrow. British Airways flight 207 to Miami is not going to fly on Sunday. Today, Air France canceled flight 026 from Paris to Washington today and tomorrow. Reasons of security. British Airways said they made their decision on the advice of the British government. Remember this British Airways flight 223? Was the uh, was the was the big delay and and cancellation story of uh, the Christmas holidays when they had the orange Christmas when the terrorist alert was uh, cranked up to orange it was canceled like twice because of security fears and then delayed for a bunch more several more times. Hi, Dan. It's the Spaceman on Mojo Radio. Talk Radio for Guys, AM640. Go ahead. Hi, John Spaceman. Thanks for the public service. Sure. Have you heard of a new movie coming out called Fahrenheit 911? Uh, that's the one with the... Uh, no, wait a minute. Fahrenheit, some uh, other number, they burn books. This is I think Fahrenheit. it was a cartoon or something. 
the name of uh, Michael Moore's new movie. Oh, okay. Which sounds interesting to me. It certainly does. Hey, have you ever read a book, uh, heard of a book called The Hero Key? Yeah. Man, that's a fantastic book for anybody who wants uh, any additional knowledge. It, uh, it covers up so much of the stuff that you've talked about. The man, the man, who, I mean, the the man who designed and built uh, the uh, Solomon Temple. Right on. Mm-hmm. It talks about Egypt. Yes. It talks about Rome. Right. It talks about the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. But in a whole different perspective than what we've been, we've been uh, brought up on. Right. Amazing book. Uh, Illuminati. See, he used sacred geometry to build that wonderful, beautiful temple called Solomon's uh, Temple, which well, has been knocked down twice now and is going to be built for the third time. And they need all of the the um, the the, the uh, numbers because you know sacred yeah, geometry. Yeah, this is the goal, right? Pardon? This is the goal is to build. Uh, well, it's to the third temple because that's when they can bring the Antichrist back, and then they have but they have to have all the relics to go inside of it because it has to be perfect. Right? It has to be the exact dimensions that were, were, or the original dimensions. So they have to get the exact books. So that's why they're in Iraq to get these relics and the Babylonian Talmud, which has all the numbers in it. The book speaks of what you're talking of. Sure. Uh, castles. Mm-hmm. Roslyn. You spoke about Roslyn. Yeah, Roslyn Chapel. Sure. Huge, that's, huge I think, where they're still. I, I believe the Illuminati is storing all their relics there in, in the basement. You can't go well, near that place. Covenant and, and all the religious artifacts, anyhow, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's the thing with the, uh, I think the whole American election is being staged, because if Al Gore was anywhere to be seen, it's a shoe-in that he would become... Well, of course. He would but be given didn't an you not to, know, Did you not know that uh, they demonized uh, the only outsider, which was, uh, which was uh, Dean? And, I mean, uh, it's been played over a million times... That's I think it's been paid off. You know, we're going to take back the you know that whole rant that he did. Yeah, they demonized all, the guy. In 24 hours, they flushed him. John Kerry. John Kerry is a skull and bones. He has three purple hearts. Believe it or not, sir, three purple hearts. The highest award that you can get in America. He has. Um, he, he has vets that were on the, his ship with him, uh, following him around, doing uh, doing these uh, dissertations to him at, um, at, at each and every one of his campaign stops. John Kerry is Illuminati, so they've got yeah. one of the two. Go ahead. So he so he's going to be just another player in in this. Uh, uh, he's going to be an actor in this role that has to be carried out by himself. Absolutely. Which is right. a look like he's Wesley actually, Clark also. Wesley Clark also a Rhodes Scholar. Right on. They're all. They're, it's all. It's all predetermined. This, oh yes, this, oh, definitely. My, my oh, absolutely correct. Back in. Yes, I was just talking right about the virtual world that they've got us living in. Yeah. Hey, I want to one, one more castle question. Go ahead. One more castle question for right. you. Uh, okay. This this book I read, I believe it was called The Second Messiah. This what were you talking about? It's all been done before in history. Yeah. It was even closer to fruition mm-hmm. in World War Two. Right. Because it came so close to happening. They well, Hitler, castle. Hitler thought he was the Antichrist. Right on. So, so here's this castle. Look at and they realized he wasn't. They had a photograph of this castle. It's kind of like Roswell, except it's like the, the, the Antichrist castle, right? Mm-hmm. It's round. It has like, it's almost like uh, something you would see. It is something that you would see in a cult ritual because it's a round building. has steps coming down about four or five different doors entering into this like uh, basement pit where there's an eternal flame. This is uh, they, this picture is in this book with two two soldiers, German soldiers standing there. This was supposed to be some 
forest then? Yeah, the, the Bavarian, the, 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 mm -hmm. it was a Bavarian member of the Illuminati, apparently, that came up with some of the ideas mm -hmm. that, uh, that Hitler used during World War II. To, to, oh, yeah, to well, he was, he was schooled by the Thule Society. Google that sometime, T-H-U-L-E. Oh, yeah. and speaking of search engines, Microsoft is about to put their own search engine out there on the next platform. I believe it's called Longhorn. I'm laughing at all these viruses because I have a mask, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, how about that? And I was just one of the lucky ones because I like to use computers way before mm -hmm. uh, when DOS was still out. And I just couldn't handle DOS, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic book, The Hearing Key, and, uh, for, your, for the listeners. And uh, hey, we're all in mourning a bit, and you know why I'm talking about that. I'm not going to get into it, right? right? We're in a little bit more of mourning this week because we lost a partnership there with you. You guys had a back-to-back two good shows going on. Mm -hmm. But listen, I know, you, I know you got big shoulders, brother, and uh, keep it keep it away from the local stuff, and we're going to be on for a little while longer, I hope. Thank you for the call, Dan. Thank you so much. It's Mojo Radio, talk radio for guys, AM640. Hello, Justin. Spaceman, how are you doing? Nice. Listen, uh, i got a few things here. First of all, about America. Yeah. America, the nation itself is represented by a woman. What you were saying about Columbia there and Ishtar, that was uh, interesting because if you look at the, uh, the nation itself, in terms of numerology, the number 13 is also very significant for the U.S. also. If you look at the original flag, there was 13 stripes, 13 stars. Mm -hmm. There's also 13 colonies. Correct. That number is very significant for the U.S. That is for sure. And you know what? Every single cult, every occult uh, gathering has 12 members and a leader. Yep. Adding to 13. Now, you know what? I want to go on a little bit about what possibly could happen February 2nd. All right, sir. Now, do you, um, have you heard about Prophet, well, a, a religious man by the name of William Marion Branham? No. This man was uh, a religious uh, speaker. He was an evangelist uh, during the 60s, and he made a prophecy. Give us the uh, spelling, Justin, and then tell the story. Well, William Marion Branham actually Branham. spelled his name. Uh, Branham is good. Spell Branham for Branham me. Branham is spelled B-R-A-N-H-A-M. It's seven letters. All right, go ahead. William Miriam Branham is spelled 777, the name itself. Now, this man, when he made this prophecy, he made it to his son, Billy Paul Branham. And Billy Paul was standing in Los Angeles at the time. And he said to him, he said that you will, know, you will not be an old man by the time where you're standing will be water. Now, many people have lost this perspective. Los Angeles, the western seaboard is going to be sunk. It's a prophecy that will be fulfilled. And this prophecy is biblical because if you look at the New Testament, Jesus Christ spent most of his time in a city by the name of Capernaum. Now, Capernaum was considered a high city. And Jesus Christ gave a prophecy. He said to that city, because you think you're high, you will be brought low. And a hundred years after that, Capernaum sank. Now, where is the city of angels today? Los Angeles. Yes, sir. And this prophecy... They talk about that San Andreas fault all the time with the big shake and that uh, now, whole, that, that whole uh, side yeah. and uh, this, seaboard could uh, just slip right into the ocean. See, now this is the thing. This is the prophecy 
that he would not be an old man before this would happen. Now, he's reaching the age of 70, That's which for man. me is getting to be an old, old man. Yes, sir. Now, this prophecy of Los Angeles sinking, because, see, the Bible says there'll be scoffers. There'll be people that will say, well, where is this earthquake? When, when is this going to happen? We've heard it for ages, and they continuously keep on saying this. So people have been warned. This is a prophecy that will result in this. There will be a tsunami that will be so large that this tsunami, and this is the prophecy that I'm giving, tsunami, that was given way, to him large by, by tidal wave a huge created by an earthquake. Exactly, and this tsunami will be so large that they're saying that it will take up to Kansas the water, the flooding of this earthquake. It'll be so massive. And if you look at the U.S. today, if you look at Los Angeles today, which I've visited as well, the harbor of sin that is created in this world is in Los Angeles. Pornography. Hollywood's there, man. Hollywood is there. Hollywood is there. It's manufacturing that. And just like the prophecy said, if Sodom and Gomorrah was burnt to a crisp, because of what was going on in there. God would be obligated to raise that city again if he did not put down Los Angeles. Thank you for that, Justin. Talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM640. It's a spaceman. Just a risky note from inside the evil empire, writes MS. <laughs> Microsoft. Anytime there's a major virus outbreak, emails are sent through the MS Corp Net, instructing all employees to install the latest patches before a certain date. These emails are sent out almost one to two weeks before viruses are seen in the wild and have strict instructions not to forward them outside the company. Obviously tracked. The penalty for not installing? Your computer is remotely disconnected from CorpNet during routine security scans, writes MS. If you have a fax, I might be able to send you one for next week. Uh, assuming I or any of us are still around. Signed, MS. Did you get that? Major virus outbreak in the Microsoft Corporation Network. Emails are sent throughout the net instructing all the employees to install the latest patches before a certain date. And these emails are sent out one to two weeks before the viruses are even seen and have strict instructions not to forward them outside the company. Wow. Groundhog Day, celebrated on the 2nd of February every year. According to legend, the groundhog's behavior on this day serves as a predictor of weather. If the groundhog comes out of his hole and sees his shadow, he predicts harsh conditions for the remainder of the winter and returns to his hole 
to hibernate for six more weeks. If he comes out of his hole and does not see a shadow, he predicts an early spring and stays out, ending his winter hibernation. They're sun worshippers. Get it? Groundhog Day originates from a mixture of several ethnic religious ideas that go back to the ancient Celts and Druids. The Celts call the first day of spring Imbolg, which is the ancient Celtic lang language meaning ewe's milk. The day of Imbolc marks the coming of the lambing season, when ewe's milk would be in plenty. Celebrations were held in honor of Bridget, the earth mother and goddess of fire and fertility. Later, the, the Catholic Church stepped in and changed that to Candlemas. If Candlemas be fair and bright, winter has another flight. If Candlemas brings cloud and rain, winter will not come again. Central Europeans added a, an additional concept to that Candlemas legend. There were no groundhogs in Europe. Hedgehogs there were, badgers. And they were often used by the farmers as an indication of the coming of spring and starting of the planting season. And they brought it over to America. Many of those German immigrants settled in Pennsylvania and were often referred to as the Pennsylvania Dutch. That's the biggest Freemason state of them all. Tom Ridge, Homeland Security Chief from there. He was even governor. So-called Liberty Bells located there. And as those immigrants got more Americanized and ties with the old world concepts and religious rituals were forgotten, they kept a hold of Groundhog Day. And they're going to trot out Punxsutawney Phil on Monday. If there is a Monday. Not saying there's not. This is Mojo Radio, Talk Radio for Guys, AM 640, Coast to Coast, Next Time Space. <laughs> 